What is going on, everybody? You are now listening to episode four of Paving the Way with me, Daniel Wright. Um, so we have gotten through three episodes so far, which, if you know me at all, that is quite a milestone. And I figured I will take this fourth episode for anyone who doesn't know me, um, which at this point most people probably do. Um, but there's going to be uh, times and opportunities where someone comes across these videos, these shows, um, these posts that doesn't exactly know who I am. Um, so I want to take a, a few minutes today and basically tell you a little bit about me, both personally and professionally. And then you can make your own decision on whether or not I am someone that you prefer to interact with and listen to. So a little bit about me from a personal standpoint first. Um I am currently 32 years old. I live um, in the Lake Norman area of Charlotte, North Carolina. I was originally born and raised in Indiana until I was 20 years old, where I decided to up and just move down to North Carolina because I wanted something new. I had really no plan in place. Um, I knew that I could always go back home if it didn't work out, and I figured, why not go? So a buddy of mine from uh, from high school, we both packed up, took off, and moved to North Carolina. Um, he had at least an interview lined up, and I had nothing lined up. I had a job lined up originally, and a day before we moved, I called them to confirm my uh, start date, and they said that they had already filled the position, and too bad. So there I was, moved uh, 600 miles away with no job and a few hundred bucks in my pocket. So got down here and uh, that was 2011. And since then, I have had a, a variety of jobs, which I'll get into more on the professional side once we jump over to that here in a few. But um, fast forward several years of uh, learning about life the hard way. And I am now currently um, happily married, been uh, married to my wife, Kelsey, for seven years now, going on eight. Uh, I've known her for nine. We uh, met at one of my jobs back in 2013, I believe, is when I uh, when we met, and uh, the rest is history. We've, uh, we've got four dogs that are all like our children. I brought two to the relationship. She brought one, and... Uh, Back in 2020, we brought home our newest addition, um, an Aussie doodle named Finn. So some people call us crazy. Actually, a lot of people call us crazy for having a house with four dogs. But nonetheless, we love them. They love us. No matter if we're gone all day or not, we still come home and and they love us. My wife is a nurse. Um, she has been busting her butt for a long time, um, working towards that. She's been a nurse for the last couple of years and enjoys what she does. Um, I don't think, you know, just like anything in life may not be a forever thing, but right now at this point in our life, it works out very well. And, uh, we're both pretty happy with that. So all of our family is scattered truthfully across the United States, um, all the way from Southern Florida up to central Wisconsin. Um, so we've got family, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, um, North Carolina and Florida. There's some other extended family members and a few other states kind of in between, but that's the uh, 
that's the majority of it. So we do spend a good bit of time traveling to go visit them. Um, since we don't currently have any kids, it does make it a little easier for us to get around to them versus them to us. And we understand that. So it's just part of the game and uh, part of life. And so, yeah, that's where we're at with our personal life. Uh, from a professional standpoint, that's where it gets interesting. Um, so I have always had a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. I've, uh, been interested in business ever since I was truthfully, uh, probably like a toddler, I guess. My, uh, my mom used to tell me stories that I would, in the mornings I would put on, um, you know, when I was, you know, maybe three or four years old, put on my dad's uh, penny loafers and go get his briefcase out of, uh, you know, out of his office or, or whatnot, wherever he kept it. And I'd be standing by the door and they'd ask me where, what I was planning on doing. I said, I'm going to go to work with dad. And that was, uh, that was my plan. So obviously at that age, uh, that, that didn't happen very often, but nonetheless, I've always had the, uh, the example set for me that we work, um, you know, we, we do what we need to do to provide for our families. We do it to the best of our abilities. And that's, that's what we do. I've been fortunate to have other family members, um, various ones across the across the years that have been successful in their own industries, their positions, their companies that they've had uh, to kind of be role models for me and to really just show me what's possible. Uh, there'll be more to come on those individuals, you know, in, in future shows, future episodes that we do talking more about, you know, people who've impacted me over the years. But my first opportunity in business came uh, in the, I believe, fourth or fifth grade. We had a what was called the cookie company, and it was an actual business that our class, our, our, our fourth or fifth grade class, put on every year as a more or less a fundraiser. But it was also an educational experience and how businesses work. Uh, you had CEO, you had a CFO, you had marketing people, you had the... Um, you know, the people who baked the cookies, uh, you had people who sold the cookies, you had people who counted the money that was collected. So it was really a pretty cool uh, experience early on in life that it was kind of like the lemonade stand on steroids. And it was there was actually educational purpose behind it. So that was pretty cool. I actually uh, you had to interview for them. You had to you know, kind of fill out applications to do it. And I earned the opportunity to be the president and CEO of the class cookie company. Um, so that was my first taste at real business. Um, from there, uh, fast forward. And if you ask my parents, I was always asking how to work, how to make money, how to earn money, uh, whatever it may be, just because I just wanted to work. I wanted to earn money. I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. I didn't like asking my parents for money because typically the answer was no. Um, I don't like being told no. So I wanted to figure out how to make my own yeses. And so, you know, you get in through middle school, through high school, you know, I would, I was always the kid going around knocking on doors to, you know, try and mow yards to make money or to shovel snow to make money or whatever it may be, you know, I'll well, walk your dog for $5 sort of thing. And that's just what I did. It's what I enjoyed doing. It's what um, I just like to hustle. I like to grind and just always be doing something. And from there, um, about age 15, I, I really got the opportunity and the, the itch to really want to make money, really want to work. And 
as most guys do. Um, about 15 years old, you're getting close to getting your driver's license, um, which means that you want a car. And you all know what a car provides. It provides freedom. Every 15, 16-year-old boy wants freedom. And they don't like being told or limited to where they can go, what they can do. And so they think a car will give them that freedom. So at uh, about 15 years old, I kind of did a, a two for one. I, we lived close to a Pizza Hut restaurant. And uh, we also lived in a very, very big neighborhood with a lot of homes in it. So I remember I had to get a, uh, I went to go get a job at Pizza Hut um, that my parents had to sign a, a release form for because of my age. I had to get driven back and forth to, you know, go to my job after school and in the evenings and only work a certain number of hours and making, you know, at that time, probably 725 an hour. Or so I guess you know, seven, seven twenty five, whatever it was. And, um, but I liked it because I was working. I was getting to go do something. I was getting to earn my own paychecks. I was getting to uh, contribute and really just start learning about how the world works. And then from there, I, um, you know, I mentioned before that I always, you know, used to like mowing grass. Um, I used to mow our own yard growing up. Every now and then I got lucky enough to get paid for it. Um, if I could talk my mom and dad into it. And then I figured, you know, I could probably mow someone else's yard and I can make some money doing that. So I uh, started a company called Right Boys Lawn Care. I uh, printed out flyers on bright pink paper um, and went around and put them in people's paper boxes, probably their mailboxes, which I later learned is not legal, but you live and you learn. It's just part of life. So I, I did that for a while um, and that grew to where I was starting to get more and more yards to mow and eventually... Um, I got up to where I was doing about 25 yards on a weekly basis. It was, uh, I got to where I did them on Saturdays. Um, I would try to talk either my younger brothers or friends from school to come in and work with me. And I paid them $10 an hour to come help me mow the grass, help me trim it, help me bag it, whatever we were doing. And fast forward that for a while, um, at, you know, 15, 16 years old, I was, <coughs> Excuse me. I was having to, I bought a second lawnmower. I bought a bigger trailer. My dad would um, drive me over to the neighborhood because we moved in this time frame. So he would drive into the neighborhood where I had all these yards lined up to mow. And I eventually bought a, a garden tractor with no uh, lawnmower, like uh, mowing deck on it. And so I bought the garden tractor and had a hitch welded to the back of it. So we would load everything up on the trailer at our, our new house. And he would drive me over to the neighborhood in the morning. I would unload the garden tractor. He would disconnect it from his car. And I would uh, I would hook the garden tractor up to the trailer with my, I had two push mowers on it at the time, uh, you know, weed eater, you know, everything I needed to work for the day, gas cans, all that stuff. So I would hook the, uh, hook the garden tractor to the trailer and I would be driving around sometimes by myself, sometimes if I had help and we would, mow yards all day, uh, about eight to 10 hours typically is what we would be doing uh, all with push mowers. So that was a, um, a great experience. Fast forward from that. Um, and my dad had worked for a construction company uh, during the 08, 09 area. Uh, when the recession hit, he got laid off. He realized that, you know, I might've had something going all right on my hands. And so he said, well, how about I jump in and help you and we grow it? 
So fast forward that over a couple of years and the company grew to a full-time operation, maintaining about, I want to say we're around a hundred properties a week, hundred to 150, um, maybe more. I, I can't actually remember, but, uh, got to where we, you know, we had full you know, commercial grade equipment and offered full snow removal services and so on and so forth. So all through high school, um, I still worked at pizza hut typically part-time during there. Um, because it just, you know, I just wanted to work. That's what I like to do. I wasn't involved in extracurricular sports or activities. It was just school work. And um, that was about it. So we fast forward to that. And then, as I mentioned earlier, you know, when I, uh, I was 20 years old, I hit, uh, I tried going to school for a year um, to a community college in Indiana. And I was just, I mean, I, I passed everything I took. But I realized, you know, this just isn't for me. I said, truthfully, what I said is I'm spending time sitting here spending money to learn stuff when I can be going and making money and learning actual things that I can use every day in my life. <clears throat> so I, against a lot of people's uh, requests and recommendations, said school's not for me right now. And that's that. So. Fast forward to 20 years old, I told my dad, I said, you know, this is going great, but there's got to be more to life than this. So we had found the uh, the Lake Norman area on a trip uh, down to the beach a couple of years before. I said, I think when my lease is up at my apartment, I'm just going to go ahead and move. Not sure what you want to do with the company, but, you know, we're probably going to figure out how to either sell it or, or hire somebody else to run it, whatever needs to happen. So we moved forward with uh, selling that company. Um, that was uh, definitely an experience in itself. A lot of lessons learned and how to uh, value and sell a business um, that I will forever remember. And then I uh, started my life down here in North Carolina. Uh, from there, like I mentioned, I came down with no job, um, really no idea what to do. So I got a job at a marina as a, a dock hand, filling up boats and helping people tie them up and just getting sunburnt every day of my life. We all know that I'm not the... Uh, uh, the sun's best friends when it comes to uh, a tan, I get more burnt than tan. So I definitely invested in a lot of sunscreen uh, during those couple weeks I worked there. Uh, and then I got the opportunity to work at a new uh, sports bar that opened as a server. I had never been a waiter or a server in my life. So I said, well, yes, I'll go do that. I, uh, I needed money. And I heard that every night you go home, you have the opportunity to walk home with cash. And so I said, well, this will work for me. So I was a server at a uh, sports bar for, gosh, probably about six to eight months or so. And then an opportunity came about where I said, you know, I need more consistent income. I don't just need the cash. I need now consistent something, you know, consistent income so I can have a budget and know what I'm expecting to make. So I got back into the lawn care industry, uh, working for a company down here in Charlotte and did that for um, the majority of the year in 2012. Um Halfway through that year, while I was working there, I kind of hit a, a low point, uh, really. And I was like, man, there's got to be something more than this. You know, I didn't move 600 miles just to come down here and grind away my life. And so, uh, truth be told, I watched a, a movie called Fireproof. Um, don't really know why I came across it, but I watched it. It's about, you know, a fireman and his, his marriage and his relationships in the firehouse and things like that. I said, well, you know. Maybe I'll go be a fireman. So I went to uh, the local fire department, Cornelius Fire Department, knocked on the door one Saturday morning. I said, 
don't really know what y'all do or what it's about, but I want to check it out. So I did a ride along not long after um, to just kind of, we get to go ride with them for a, a shift and I fell in love with it. Um, it was exciting. It was exhilarating. The, um, the sense of community and, and brotherhood and, and like, just like a family feel was, was very evident in that. And since I moved away from all my family, I didn't have that. So I found a place that uh, that I could kind of uh, call home, call kind of a, an extended family, so to speak. So I jumped on that. So that led me to uh, the next couple of years working as a fireman. Um, at the end of 2012, I uh, I ended up leaving the full-time lawn care company that I had because they were basically doing layoffs. And in my... Uh, I don't really know what you call it. It wasn't very intelligent, I guess. But I basically told them, I said, well, I said, you can go ahead and lay me off for the winter. There's guys that work here. They've got kids. They've got families. You know, just give them the hours. I'll figure it out. Well, that led to um, the year 2013. That was the year that was. Um, <clears throat> it led to the greatest thing that's come out of my life so far. But it was also some of the greatest lessons I've learned. Uh, 2013 hit and I could not find a job to save my life. And if I did find a job, I couldn't keep the job. I either wasn't happy or they weren't happy with me. And we all know what happens when people aren't happy at their jobs. So it was, I spent a lot of time at the fire department. Uh, spent a lot of time going to classes, um, trying to get certifications and my, uh, advancing in that, that career. Spent a lot of time volunteering there because truth be told, you can eat for very cheap at the fire station. Uh, they are very, uh, firemen are very strategic in how they cook their meals. They uh, all go in on the the, uh, the ingredients together or they split meals together. So it becomes more cost effective for everyone to eat. And when you don't have a job, eating becomes a little more difficult. So I would spend a lot of time there and uh, just trying to do something with purpose because it was not going anywhere fast. I worked some various jobs from um, lumber yards to a fire alarm company to uh, I finally got a job at uh, the Peninsula Yacht Club where I worked at the marina. And so I worked at the marina. I worked part time at the fire department because I got all my certifications and that's what I did. Uh, sometime during that year, I did decide I was going to start another lawn care company because I said, well, you know, I may not be able to grow it big and quick, but I can mow a yard today and I can get paid today. So I need to make money today. And that's what I did. So I started the lawn care company in 2013. I uh, spent a lot of time at the fire station in 2013. And towards the end of that year, I started working at the Peninsula Yacht Club at another marina um, as well. So between all those things, by the end of the year, I was able to at least put food in my stomach, uh, pay the majority of my bills and, um, you know, that was about it. The end of that year, that's when, that's when I met Kelsey. Um, I met her at the Peninsula Yacht Club. She was working there also. She just moved to the area and, you know, it was pretty much love at first sight. She might have a different story about that, but I'm pretty confident that we both knew that we were you know, meant to be together. So I spent my time working at the Peninsula Yacht Club for the next uh, year, year and a half or so. She had gotten out of that, was, you know, went to other jobs as well. But eventually I got into a full-time fireman position. So I worked at a full-time fire department for the city of Mount Holly. 
I got that opportunity and I still had my lawn care company I was running as well as my part-time fire department job. So my wife and I, uh, Kelsey, we and I, her and I got married in 2015, uh, October, 2015. And then that's just what I was doing. She was in school for nursing school. Um, I was telling her that pretty much while she's in classes that I didn't want her to have to worry about working because I want to make sure that we can, you know, get through nursing school only once and, and come out of it positive on the other side. So I was working all the time I could, picking up the overtime, the shifts, the extra lawns that I was mowing, so on and so forth. And uh, just to try and, you know, more or less keep everything afloat. And then in 2016, I came across the opportunity uh, to get into the current company I'm in now, and that's uh, ProLine Parking Lot Maintenance. I worked with the guy who started this company. Uh, he had started it as a, a part-time job, like most firemen have, and it was really just a part-time thing for him to make some extra money for his family, you know, go on vacations, have some fun, pay off debt, you know, things like that. And he got promoted to a chief's position. So from a shift fireman that works at the time, it was on 24, off 48, he got promoted to a Monday through Friday position. Therefore, it was a little more difficult for him to try and run the side company because he was having to be working, you know, consistent, you know, Monday through Friday. And when uh, he came to me, he said, hey, he said, you seem to like to work a lot. You're a business guy. you got a lawn care company and you just work all the time. You want another, you want to know, you know, buy my company. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's parking lot maintenance. I said, what do you do? Pick up trash or, or what? And he said, you know, he said, not, not quite. He said, we pick up trash if we have to, but that's not really what we do. So he told me a little bit about what it is they do. Uh, they, you know, at the time he had uh, one machine to paint the lines in the parking lot. I said, okay. And he told me how it works, how the business works, how you get calls, how you charge the cost of materials. You know, he gave me a whole lesson on it. I said, all right, I think I can make this work. So went and got a, a personal line of credit to, uh, to buy this company. And, uh, cause I couldn't get a business loan cause I really had no idea what the business was. So there's no business plan. There was no anything. I just got an unsecured personal line of credit. And I said, well, I hope this works. And, so I got into it. I realized, man, there is a lot of opportunity in this industry. Uh, there's a, it's a very underserved market that had a lot of just, just opportunity to be, to be taken. Uh, there was a lot of old school methods being used, whether it's communication, invoicing estimates, uh, things as simple as answering the phones. You know, a lot of clients said, man, you know, when they would call the, the phone number, they said, you know, I'm surprised you answered the phone. I said, well, I'm a company. Why wouldn't I? That's how we would do work. So it was just a lot of just opportunity that I saw. And I said, okay, well, I want to go jump on it and make it happen. So that was uh, the end of 2016. So I finished off that year with the lawn care company, the full-time fire department, the part-time fire department, and ProLine, the parking lot maintenance company. <clears throat> Come 2017, I realized that my ROI on the parking lot company was a lot higher than my lawn care company at the time. So I sold the lawn care company. Um, ironically enough, I sold the lawn care company for the same price that I bought the parking lot maintenance company. And we were, uh, we basically put that money kind of in a, uh, you call it almost like an escrow account to distribute out throughout the year for our living expenses, um, as well as to pay for Kelsey's nursing school, because I did not want to have any student loans um, over our heads by the time she finished with her, her RN, her associate's degree. So we did that. Um, 
it was able to get us through the year of 2017 to finish her nursing school and, you know, which she finished in 2018. But throughout 2017, I continued to grow the company and still just offer the same services that he did before, uh, just the line striping services and, and so on and so forth. And that first full year, um, I realized that there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of need for this service. Um, so by the end of 2017, I decided to leave my part-time fire department, the Cordaeus one that, where I started in 2012. So I put in a full five years there. That was kind of, I said, I wanted to finish that out. That's kind of their first benchmark that they, you know, more or less recognize that you put in some time there and I wanted to at least hit that. So at the end of that year, um, after the, the Christmas party, at the end of that year, I was, uh, I, you know, put in my resignation, which everyone more or less expected to come because they knew they saw the trajectory that I was going on in 2018 is when Kelsey graduated nursing school with her RN and she was able to um, get a job pretty quick. If anybody knows anyone in nursing, it's not too hard to get a, uh, a job opportunity. So she started, you know, she got that job around May or so of, of 2018. And I told her that I think I need to quit the full-time fire department and go after this business and go after my dream of running and owning a business, being an entrepreneur. And she was hesitant, you know, as, as any uh, newlywed female would be. Um, but she trusted me. She believed in me and she allowed me the opportunity to chase my dream. Now, my dream was never to own a parking lot maintenance company. My dream was to just be a business owner. My dream was to be an entrepreneur. My dream was to make a difference. My dream was to, you know, explore all the opportunity that I can possibly explore. And she believed in it. So at the, uh, at the end of or middle of 2018, I left the full-time fire department. It was right around her birthday that, uh, that I, I quit. Um, and the first person I told that I was going to be resigning from the fire department was the guy who sold me the company. His name's Craig. And I said, Hey man, we got to talk. And he said, I think I have a feeling I know where this is going. So it was awesome though. I mean, it was uh, pretty cool to have it come full circle at that time. Uh, the company was doing about five to six times in revenue, what it was doing when I bought it. So it was, it was trajecting in a, a very positive way. And so 2018 was great. We offered, started offering a new service um, that really allowed us to grow exponentially. And then for the next couple of years, uh, we grew the company by about 60% on average year over year. So we started with the company in, uh, in 2016 and um, five years later, six years later, last year, we, uh, we took that company to over seven figures. So the journey has not been easy. The journey has been very rewarding. It's been very eye-opening. It's very been very uh, opportunistic. And it's a journey that's just getting started. So I want to make sure that when I'm putting these, these shows together, these podcasts, these episodes, these videos, these posts, whatever they may be, I want to make sure that I'm speaking to whoever it is that catches their attention from not just the things that I've learned from other people, but also the things that I've learned from my experience. At the end of the day, we all teach based off of things we learn. Some people teach based off of things that they read, based off of things that they hear, based off of things that they see. 
but I believe that the best teachers teach off of things that they experience. And when we actually take time to share those experiences, to share those lessons that we've learned, sometimes the hard way, it provides the most value to the person being taught. So whether you are a business owner, whether you work in a company, whether you want to have a company, whatever it may be, um, I just hope that some of these messages that get put out there can positively impact you in whatever way that may be. So I'm open to requests or uh, recommendations of things to talk about. I already had one come in that uh, I'll be talking about here before too long. And that's, you know, how we grow um, our, our team members vertically within our companies and to better, you know, serve themselves and in turn serve the companies. So that already came off of, uh, I think, the second one I put out. So keep the requests coming. Uh, keep the ideas coming. I'm open to it. I want to try and help anybody that I can in any way. And I just look forward to seeing where this goes. So that is it for episode four of Who the Heck is Daniel Wright on Paving the Way. I look forward to talking to you guys next time. Take care.